We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America podcast presented by Twisted T. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trochi. And keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and submit a brief review. That would be very helpful to us today. We welcome in National College Football columnist Dan Wolken, who is an expert not only in college football, but bread pudding. Bread pudding, Bill. If you get an opportunity to get some right. from Dan Wolken, you take it. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's a great recipe. A great recipe. <laughs> so I know you and Bill have crossed paths on the, on the National College beat a little bit. Um, but there's one story everyone's talking about, of course, and it's Michigan. Before we get into that. I always have a uh, Trochi trivia question Okay, uh, that uh, we go and we answer at the end of the show. I think you guys are going to get this, but uh, it usually has a uh, uh, it goes with the theme of the show today. It's uh, Michigan, and uh, it is how much has the sign stealing helped? Was, since 2021, only one team has been able to score 30 points against Michigan in the regular season. Can you name that team? Only one team in the last three years since 2021 has scored 30 points in the regular season. So think about that, and we will get back to that at the end of the show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Dan, you wrote about this. You've been kind of knee-deep in it as a week ago, a bunch of different ways. Um, I guess my first question, should Michigan fans be worried that uh, Michigan isn't going to be able to participate in the Big Ten Championship and, and possibly win a national championship this year? Worried is one of those things that I, I I don't know how to properly quantify that. I mean, look, you have to acknowledge that this is uncharted territory. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. But if I had to guess, I would say that Michigan will not be barred from – competing in the Big Ten Championship, not be barred from the CFP because I just think these types of violations or whatever you want to call it, they just take longer to sort out than basically six weeks is what they would have to do. And I just don't think the NCAA is going to have their ducks in a row for uh, actual infractions case in that period of time. These things typically take months, if not longer. And unless Michigan – themselves said all right we're just going to take ourselves out of consideration for this because we cheated which i think is (laughs) extremely unlikely i think this will just loom as a cloud over them for the rest of the season what about the big 10 though like they i found it interesting that they released a statement so quickly last week that that was very odd i mean is there that scenario where the big 10 and you and i know dan they like to uphold themselves to this "Quote unquote higher standard." Would they consider banning Michigan from a Big Ten championship game? Well, I mean, it's a hard question to answer because you'd really have to sort of read through with a fine tooth comb the 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 procedures, the Big Ten bylaws, uh, the actual amount of latitude that the conference office would have to do that. I don't really know what the answer to that is, and I'm not sure anybody does and then all right let's just say the big 10 decided to do that well then michigan's next move would probably be to go to court and look for some type of injunction right Right. um it's just a mess at that point so i know people at the big 10 are angry other coaches are angry um administrators are angry and they should be they have a right to be but i just don't know that at this point in the year what what you can do realistically that would also be within the bounds of their capabilities. I, I it's an unanswered question in my mind. <laughs> so, you know, we've seen some coaches start to weigh in on this. And then of course the, the Greg Piano <laughs> halftime interview that went around and it was clear he had some suspicions midway through the game as to what was going on. How, frustrated have uh, inside the 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 coaching community have have people been or is this just kind of like you know what you really have to just you have to change up your signal if you get your signal stolen it's on you you know what i mean like i'm saying i think some coaches feel like that and some coaches feel like whatever michigan was doing was too much well it can be both right i think yeah you have to be protective of your own signals you 
especially once word sort of gets out that Michigan's maybe got an inside track on what people are doing, which clearly a lot of teams in the Big Ten were suspicious of, then, yeah, you got to change things up. It's on you, your responsibility to try to hide stuff. But at the same time, we can sit here and argue about what what is gray area, uh, what's gamesmanship, and what's cheating. Like, There's sort of a lot of different ways to look at that. But the bottom line is this is a rule that is pretty cut and dried. You can't go scout in an opponent's stadium. And the right person who knows what they're looking at, who knows what to look for with the right sort of recording equipment positioned very strategically uh, on a sideline where some of these signals are getting shown. And then you go back and you pair that with what you see on film. I think it's not hard to figure out where the competitive advantage would come there. So I think it's both. I think they did. And I don't want to necessarily say they, because you don't know how much other people at Michigan were in on it. Was this sort of just a lone wolf operation? Those are sort of still unanswered questions, but I think it's very clear that they did gain some type of competitive advantage from this. And so people are angry and upset. And yeah, this is just kind of one of those things within the coaching world. Like you, you always have to be paranoid and suspicious of things, but when your opponent crosses this line, I think it's, it's highly disappointing. So, well, I was reading through your tweets, Dan. One, I didn't know you could set Venmo transactions to private. So thanks for, for getting me yes. on that. I, I'm very public, but mine are mostly lacrosse fundraisers. So when I get busted for those, so be it. Um, the <laughs> the gray area that with Connor Stallions, and could you explain, because I've seen you, a lot of Michigan fans going right at you. Um, he didn't go to the game. He's not present. So technically it's not him. But if you're sending somebody there and they're relaying you that information, what is your opinion on is that is that an infraction in your opinion? Right. Okay. Well, there's still some gaps that need to be filled in in some of this, but let's just sort of go back and look through what ESPN reported yesterday, which is that there's evidence that he had been at games for three in three different seasons, the last three seasons. He had only been, I think, a full time staffer for one year. But he had been, you know, maybe sort of a unpaid intern or something like that, affiliated with the program for for longer than that. Um, so, all right. So, what was actually going on here? You know, and and it's not hard to sort of come up in in my mind. Again, I don't know this to be true. I'm just sort of thinking through the motivations here. You've got this sort of young, eager, uh, former Marine who really wants to get involved in football and coaching really loves Michigan. He's trying to impress people, right? He's trying to show how much he knows, what he can contribute to the organization. So maybe he's been sort of doing this for a few years, you know, to try to get his system in line, right? And then he goes to Michigan and says, hey, listen, I can I can help do X, Y, Z with these signals, right? And, and, and somebody in that building is really impressed with his knowledge and capabilities, and they just sort of buy into it. And then all of a sudden you look at him, and he's, you know, on the sideline with a play sheet right next to the offensive coordinator and then right next to the defensive coordinator on the next series. Like, they're relying on this guy. They know he's good at this. Are they asking questions? You know, do they have any sense of how he got this good or do they just sort of take it on blind faith, right? And then it sort of goes back to the, if it's too good to be true, it probably is 
type of thing. But um, to get back to specifically what you asked, and I think sort of people who've been following the story should know this by now, stealing signs is not illegal. It's sort of part of the game, right? right. It's something everybody looks for to try to decode those, you know, those placards on the sideline and the hand signals and whatever. Uh, but yeah, like I said, if you are using means other than just the game film that everybody gets, well, then you've crossed the line. Probably if you've done in-person scouting, you've definitely crossed the line. And what this guy appears to have done, which is he's, Sending people he knows to games, buying tickets to games in strategic seating locations where they've got a view of the sideline, sending people to those games. They've got their phones out. They're recording what's going on on the sidelines. Then presumably they're sending that information back to Connor Stallions, and he's using it to help build the game plans, to help scout. It's against the rules. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's very cut and dry. And all these Michigan fans are trying to play locker room lawyer here. And well, you know, but the rule says it has to be an employee that can't scout in person. What if it's not an employee? Well, it was sent by, it was a person sent by the employee, right? I mean, this is not hard to figure out. So there's things that are legal and things that are not legal. And what this guy was doing is not legal. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea. Your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Is the NCAA solution... Uh, I, I saw what Matt Rule said yesterday. Is it time for college football to grow up a little bit, lose the sandwich boards, put a speaker in the head, in the quarterback's helmet, and end this nonsense? I mean, the the other end of it, Dan, is that this is a rule that goes back to 1994, and we didn't have cell phones in 94, and, you know, those kind of things. Is it time for college football? Do you think those changes will come as a result of this? Sure, yeah, I- the thing about the in-person scouting and everyone says, well, you know, it's, it's money. Yeah, it was, it was money. It's also just like, nobody really enjoyed doing it. It was kind of a, just kind of a thing that was a pain in the rear for a lot of teams and a lot of coaching staffs to have to go feel like they have to go staff um, opposition's games. So especially when you've got all the technology you have now, you get more than enough information to build your game plans just based on, on the, the game film that everybody gets. And it's a totally you know fair way to do it. And then, yeah, like you would also save a lot of time and nonsense and, and, and probably just a lot of work if you had the headset uh, communications and yeah, you don't have to do all those placards and put 
you know, pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio or whoever on there to signal what you're trying to tell your quarterback. So, uh, yeah, like I imagine this will probably get changed as a result of this, even though it should have been changed a long time ago because it, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. And with the amount of money and budget, all of these big time programs have now. Yeah. Pretty simple. Seventh grade teams in Pickerington use uh, tablets, Dan. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think we can upgrade that. Go ahead, Bill. And uh, like, no, it's just also the time of having to change your signals and, and have everybody study new signals for this week and that week because everyone's having to change them up. Michigan's opponents are having to change them up. And it's a complex language that they all have to speak and everything. So, yeah, I agree. I hope the electronic communication comes down the road so dan as you described it let's assume what we know is is true okay let's just say he bought the he bought the tickets they sent him the video he's developing game plans off the video i wrote a column saying what the punishment should be i didn't want i didn't think uh victory should be forfeited or anything like that my proposal i threw it out there i felt like michigan gained a competitive advantage and so for however many Big Ten games, they gained a competitive advantage through this scouting. The offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, and the head coach should be suspended for that many weeks that they have evidence, lockdown evidence, that they in-person scouted and used that video for game plan. So if it was three weeks, they're out three weeks. And I say the whole week. No practices, no games, not in the building. That puts Michigan at a competitive disadvantage for however many games that they were a competitive advantage. If that's the Ohio State game, if that's the Big Ten Championship game, so be it. But that was my solution, my proposal. Uh, What would you do if what you described and what we think happened, happened? If you're the Big Ten. Yeah, I I think that's a reasonable way to look at it. I really don't have an answer as to what the punishment should be. Uh, there's not really any precedent for something like this. Certainly not something that, that blows up in the middle of the season. Uh, I also think you can look at this from a player standpoint and say, you know, it's not JJ McCarthy's fault that uh, this Connor Stallions guy was, was doing it. Um, it's not. He was, a, he was a beneficiary. You could right, but he wasn't probably in on it, right? I, right. I, I would highly doubt that he knew that he was the beneficiary uh, to whatever degree that they benefited. And let's also say, I mean, Michigan's been kicking everybody's butt this year. They've been good for three years. I don't think this is why they were good. I don't think they needed this to beat Rutgers and Nebraska, right? Um, but yeah, I. I just don't know. I, I don't really have a good feel for it, but I do think that this idea you're you're hearing a lot from Michigan that um, you know that they were just good at exploiting loopholes. You know, if you go back to the beginning of Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, he is constantly a guy who's been operating in the gray area, constantly, right? Satellite camps. Oh well, it's not against the rules. It's not against the rules. It's it's right there. You, you don't see anything in the NCAA rules. It says you can't take your team to IMG Academy to go do spring practice. So that, so they do it. Um, you know, the satellite camps, there's nothing in the rules that says you can't have a recruiting camp six States away. So they go do it. And, you know, thing after thing, after thing over six years, Harbaugh 
gray area. He swims in it. Well, at some point, you know, maybe it it's you're over the line, right? You just get so comfortable in working in the gray area, thinking you're smarter than everybody else, thinking you know how to exploit loopholes better than everybody else, that you finally just do one that it's actually not a loophole and you've you've just kind of outsmarted yourself. So that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, it, it's I've seen Fletch a few times where he says, you know, it's a gray area and he says, how gray? And he says, charcoal. That's where <laughs> we're getting. Um, so last one for you, Dan, and, and this is kind of what I believe is, like, is the real punishment the stain? Because, I mean, yeah. you, once you see, I mean, real quick, like the Patriots went to six Super Bowls after Spygate. But we still bring up Spygate. Houston's been in the World Series a couple times. I don't watch as much baseball. Is this the real punishment? The stain of, hey, you, yeah, you won the Big Ten titles. Yeah, you beat Ohio State. But, yeah, but you did this. Is that the real punishment? In the minds of Michigan fans who are going to be out there on the parade line, you know, I don't, I don't think so. Like that's, and that's the hard part about this. It's, it's, yeah, everybody else is going to look at it if they win a national championship and say it's tainted, but they're still having the celebration. They're still the ones holding the trophy at the end of the day. So is it really a punishment to have that sort of suspicion while they're giving everybody the middle finger? I don't know, but certainly unless Michigan either loses some games and takes themselves out of this thing or they self-impose a postseason ban, which, like I said, I, I think is almost certainly not going to happen. Uh, yeah, they're going to be in the college football playoff or the national championship game, and the entire narrative and storyline is going to be, yeah, but these guys are, are, are tainted as a program. And, yeah, I guess there is something punishing about that in a way, but also it, it doesn't stop you from reaching the ultimate goal you, you had all along. So I don't know. I don't think Auburn – 2010 they still count that one you know yeah. it's kind of the same concept to me yeah i agree so it's always dangerous to predict the unpredictable jim harbaugh uh does this push him more towards the nfl that's a theory that a lot of people have uh they were working on a contract extension reportedly that has not quite been signed this may uh, put a snag in that a little bit because uh, it could pile on to his already uh, investigation that's going on with the uh, visits during the dead period during COVID-19. Um, what is your opinion on the, this pushing Harbaugh more towards the NFL in his annual uh, flirtations and interviews? <laughs> well, first of all, you have to acknowledge it takes two to tango when it comes to these NFL jobs. And he, would have left after the 2021 season for Minnesota. He just didn't get the job, right? Uh, I think even last year there, there might've been an opportunity if the right job came along, you know, it's so it's not just a matter of him wanting to go to the NFL. There's gotta be a team willing to take him. And certainly by this point, everybody knows that, that there is baggage and I'm not even talking about this. I'm just talking about he's a handful. He's a lot to deal with he wears on people in an organization. And so you've got to know what you're signing up for. Not everybody wants that. Um, the other side of this from a Michigan standpoint, if he doesn't go to the NFL is what did he know? And that's the part that will have to be investigated. Now, look, he, he, 
is presumed responsible as the head coach for the actions of his staff members. That's a principle that is applied in NCAA enforcement cases. But, you know, how severe that penalty is will depend on a few different factors. I do think it's problematic for him that he's got this other NCAA case hanging out there, the the cheeseburger case, which is actually not about a cheeseburger. It's about it's about a minor NCAA rules violation during the COVID dead period, and then him allegedly withholding information or not being forthcoming the NCAA enforcement staff. So when you're a head coach, you have to even if people violate rules under you, you and, and you didn't know you have to demonstrate that you promoted an atmosphere of compliance. Well, it's hard to, to do that when you're also under investigation for this other stuff. Right. I think it just becomes difficult to say, yes, Jim Harbaugh, a man who promotes an atmosphere of compliance. If anything, honestly, just sort of the way I look at it, it seems like he's promoted an atmosphere of uh, kind of compliance or right? hate. He wanted people to go right up to the line. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, but the odds of him being at Michigan next year are certainly lower now than they were a week ago. Now the, the Kansas gave Bill Self a lifetime contract while he was getting investigated by the NCAA. So do you see Michigan giving them this contract with no, no, well, no presentation extension? I mean, the, other, the other thing here is, you know, the, the athletic director, Ward Manuel, uh, not that he's the only person who has a say in this, but you know he and Harbaugh have not had the best relationship either. So, I mean, there's just a lot going on. There's a lot of factors. And Harbaugh is such a weird, unique, one-off type of person. I, I just can't – I can't really predict it. What would make you say that? You act like you've been in one of his press conferences. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> the, a couple of those. But, uh, well, give us our trivia question so we can get Dan out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's revisit Trochi Trivia. Since 2021, only one team has scored 30, at least 30 points in a regular season game against Michigan. Can you name that team? I was thinking maybe Minnesota, like in a fluke, but probably not. It's Michigan State. It's, did Kenneth Walker score 30 points? By <laughs> the okay, Kenneth I mean, Walker that, game. Yeah, that's State. 2021, their last Big Ten loss. I did see something, and – we didn't really touch on this, Dan, but real quick, like I saw a tweet this morning. They're 18 and five against the spread in Big Ten games when this allegedly started. So, you know, once Vegas starts weighing in on things, it, it gets a little weird, too. But, um, you know, and that's just Big Ten games. Remember, they didn't cover any of the uh, non-con games this year. But, you know, Dan, uh, your, your insight's always great. I, I really appreciate you coming on. No, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was great. So thank you, Dan, for joining us on the uh, CFP Nation All-America Podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea. Thank you to irishbreakdown.com, your source for Notre Dame football. Please leave a review if you enjoyed it today. We will be back later in the week with more shows. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you soon. Cool. All right, Dan, that was great. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I'd see you, Dan. Very little notice, and you, you, you jumped right in. I appreciate it. All right, see you around. See you soon. Thanks.